So I do want to read that absolutely horrible story that I sent you guys, that who was phone, just for a laugh, because I think that one is <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> oh, I, I am... <laughs> I picked like a, a sort of well-known one because I thought I want to read one that's not one of the most famous ones, but it's, it's sort of well-known. I thought, yep, yeah, I picked one that I thought I thought would be, I don't know what I thought it would be. I thought it would be not too bad. And then I read it and I was like, oh, fuck. Which one was that one? Um, Squidward's Suicide. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's some really dark ones. Like uh, some of them get real this, fucking dark. That yeah. was dark. Yeah. That was like I'm going to talk about it on the episode, but I'm there are parts of that I'm not even going to describe. Well, yeah. and that's yeah. to the point that dark. I was like, I don't want to read out a story. Instead, I want to talk about the craziness of the reality. So but yeah. do you know what? Let's save this. Let's, Let's save this go. discussion. Welcome back to the podcast of the Damned. Uh, we're back with a uh, a very special episode. No, it's not about uh, teaching you lessons about life like we did in the eighties. Um, but I'm sure he... it's not an after school special. I'm Emma, and I'm Dean. I, I want to just add to that. This is a special halfway point episode. Yeah. We're halfway through this podcast, and and this was the reason we decided to do something a little bit different. It's all bit downhill a, from here. Bit of a circuit. <laughs> I always use the term circuit breaker now. I've been in lockdown too long. Yeah. Oh, calm down. Actually, yeah. Yeah, calm down, dictator Dan. recording this episode in the past in lockdown via Again. Zoom in our homes. Um, yep. Em and Shory are, well, Shory's in his uh, daughter's bedroom because she's doing homework. Em's in her house and I'm lying in bed. Hmm. <laughs> With and Nicholas Cage behind you. Because it's, it's winter. Oh, I'm it's in my so old hoodie and... Dean, even though it's freezing cold and Dean is in bed under a doona, there's still a nipple showing. I can't. Yeah. I, I know. He can't. He's trying to cover it. Can't help it. It was funny, like when I texted this morning, he said, I'll still be in my pajamas. And Dean said, So will I. And I said, That's bullshit. There's no chance you wear pajamas. Pajamas. You're right. I don't, I don't own them. Like, I own them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Dean's just we we don't know what Dean's wearing actually because we can only see the top half of him with a doona over him. Could be could be naked under there. I'll, Who leave, knows? I, I'll leave it up to your imagination. <laughs> you can imagine whatever you like. Yeah, half a clown enough. suit. Um, so <laughs> the back look, end of a horse costume. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's just some the things we could say. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's dive into this episode. So we decided to do something totally different we're not talking about movies at all no we're talking about screen media at all this episode no. instead we've decided to delve into the world of i guess um let's call them online urban legends so so we, we had a bit of a chat about what we could what we could talk about that would be interesting and different and we started thinking about um urban legends in the horror genre more broadly, um, and one of the, I guess, spaces or communities where this has um, really proliferated and, and become its own, a whole, uh, I guess, subgenre and community has formed around this is in the online space of, of urban legend horror stories that are sometimes better known as creepypasta. Um, and it's such a 
Why the name a, Creepypasta? Okay. The so, spooky spaghetti doesn't Italian. sound as good. So as the an reason, Italian, I'm like offended. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm really in, excited. Freaky for silly. <laughs> Creepy tortellini. Um, yeah. spaghetti. So, <laughs> so, That's terrifying tortellini, Emma. Come on. Yeah, sorry. Go with the alliteration. Sorry, Come sorry, on sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm actually really excited to nerd out about this because I, I have a, a background in, in media studies and have, have worked as an, an academic in the media studies space for many years. Um, so online cultures is something that's really fascinating to me. And this part of online culture is is no exception. So creepypasta comes, it's um it's a derivative of um copypasta. So copypasta as a term comes from the idea of memes online that are copied and pasted. So okay. memes are, you know, um jokes or 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 image macros that are shared online or another way you can think of it is they're copied and pasted across different forums and, and networks. And that um in the late 90s, started to get shortened to copy pasta instead of copy and paste. Uh, and then creepy pasta is again something that is shared on the internet, copied and pasted around. Um, in this case, scary stories. So it got became known as creepy pasta. Um, mm-hmm. And it became such a um such a common term used online to describe these kind of online scary urban legends that there is a, a website that is just dedicated to this called Creepypasta. Um, and I think the website has been around for quite a long time, um, probably at least since the 2000s um, operating. And, and when you visit the website, you can see, like, I don't think they've even done much to, like, update the interface or it's very kind of, it, it's very yeah. plain, black background, red banner. Um, it's very reminiscent of some of the old, um, you know, chat forums uh I'm thinking particularly fan fiction chat sites that that were you know really popular. It's a, it's a massive Reddit thing too. Reddit yeah, yeah, is probably yeah, where the really, most of it is. Yeah. Well, actually, I I excuse me. Um, I just realised when you're talking about internet culture, actually, is probably one of the worst things to say because you just sound <laughs> like you just sound like a fucking gatekeeping asshole, um, which is not where I meant to be going with that. But what I will say is, I think that. These a lot of these stories originated um, on 4chan. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I I oh, don't wow. know for anyone who's not really familiar with 4chan. I don't recommend that you go and check it out. <laughs> uh, I discovered I learned about 4chan during my um, post grad um, years, which is over ten years ago now, which makes me feel like old. Oh, old so old. Um, but you know, I remember I when there wasn't internet, kids. That's how old me I too. Am. And yet, I'm not old enough to get a vaccine. Da, 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 da. Like <laughs> awesome. Um, so anyway, 4chan. My friend used to. She described it to me once as the ass of the internet um, because she was studying 4chan for her PhD. And she is correct. It is the ass of the internet. Mm. Um, 4chan is just this really old. Um, uh, for like chat forum with uh, a number of different threads in it, kind of similar to Reddit, different themed threads, but a lot more, um, not to the point that I call it, describe it as part of the dark web, but it's it's a much darker, um, underground, uncensored, unfiltered um, kind of uh, chat forum. There's a lot of really, um, just going to be honest, really depraved, very unpleasant content on 4chan don't re- mm-hmm. really don't recommend going there. Um, a lot of uh, gross trolley, gatekeepy, Ooh, okay. um, 
internet shit originates on 4chan. Also, a lot of yeah. internet memes and a lot of creepypasta originated on 4chan. So some of the stuff yeah. that we associate with mainstream internet culture now that we now see proliferating around Facebook and Instagram and whatever, a lot of that originated in this underground um, subcultural scene of 4chan and it was kind of brought in the bits that the bits that weren't so disgusting were brought into the mainstream um, of internet culture and this is where a lot of creepypasta originated um, yeah. and then shifted onto the creepypasta website I feel like I'm giving a lecture in, in online online cultures no 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 I, I'm very because I asked I'm like I, I was I was looking and I read a couple of things but nothing really explained where this was from yeah, so that's so that's a little bit of the the history of where this comes from, um, and I think what's really unique and interesting about online creepypasta is a lot of it, a lot of it is written in a way, um, you know, a lot of it is written in a way that is meant to lead you to believe or question whether or not this is a real story. So a lot yeah. of creepypastas, are, you know, some of them are clearly um, fictionalized, like. Okay, spoiler alert, they're all fictionalized narratives. Yeah. But some are of them though? are some of them <laughs> some of them are clearly fictionalized narratives. They're written in a in a tone that is meant to be like a traditional short story. Whereas some and a lot of them are written like, so guys, listen to this. There's one time, da 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 da, da and it's written yeah. as if it's almost like a diary entry. And so, the titles yeah. are very much like that too, like uh, this is why mm-hmm. I don't go to Subway anymore. Or, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. And they they become these sort of um well they become urban legends. Um and you know I find just as a whole area, the idea of online urban legends to me is just fascinating and to think mm-hmm. that as a society we've come to that point where if you're someone who you know as an academic maybe you study urban legends there is a sub uh, uh, i guess a substrand of that area of study now that is can be dedicated wholly to just online urban legends i think is so fascinating and slender man is probably the most famous i would say of these. yeah yeah slender man <laughs> is just you know, it, it's this. It was a photo a, contest, though. Well, Slenderman's Slenderman from a photo is actually contest. the one. Slenderman's the one I wanted to touch on because it just okay. blows my mind. Yeah. Um, well, I've been talking I, a lot, so talk about it, Dean. No, no, no. Well, it's just. I mean, it's it's that whole thing as well. Yeah, like it's it's a photo contest that literally led to murder. Yeah. yeah. Oh, know, which is she didn't just, die. She didn't die. Yeah. That's right. Sorry, you're right. And and this is the give credit it, where credit's due. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding. I, I'm joking. The, what do I say to that? I know. <laughs> D- Dean and I have faces, but it's just like, sure, come on. Sure, come on. Uh, and this is this amazing thing as well, where, yeah, we live in this world where we're constantly surrounded by information on the internet that's constantly misrepresented and misleading, and and mm-hmm. and this world that's been created. But the fact that it can create to such a degree that it can mm-hmm. lead to this sense of reality. And yeah, Slender Man is mm-hmm. that one where, you know, it was, oh, you know, it was well, there's that, actually a documentary about it on, um, I can't remember which streaming service, but there's a whole documentary about the Slender Man urban legend and the attempted murder that, that occurred as a result of this. And I think yeah. you're right, Dean, that uh, it's, and, that, and I think the fact that that happened is probably part of the reason Slender Man has become so famous. It, it was already yeah. a very well-known oh. creepy so, yeah. but... And it was yeah. it's like this very long, tall-limbed man in a suit, ghoulish thing, you know, looking, mm. preying on children who become obsessed with his existence, yes. you know, like and no one knows what happened to the bodies and there were all these pictures and basically, yeah, like you're right. 
the most uh, would be the most famous one. But yeah. the reality, though, we assume because of the murder. But I also think that this is how a lot of us found out about the, you know, Chris mm-hmm. Carson. I think Adam, so. Yeah. You know, so in 2014, three 12 year old girls in Wisconsin. Um, Anissa and Morgan lured their friend Peyton into the woods during a game of hide-and-seek in an attempt, um, in a reported attempt, to appease Slender Man. Mm. Uh, the two of them stabbed Peyton 19 times and left her at the scene. She managed to drag herself to a nearby road where a cyclist found her, mm. uh, which I can't even imagine, mm. and was immediately taken to hospital where she recovered from her injuries. Um, both girls were, after the attack, were arrested and tried for attempted second-degree murder. And um, Anissa was sentenced to 25 years in a mental institution. And Morgan was sentenced to 40 years in a mental hospital in 2018. And that's a part of it as well, that it's the reality of these kind of things that do create this life that's larger than themselves. But what you've got to remember yeah. where the internet's concerned, I think what's really terrible, like, and I often, uh, I, I freak out about how much my, you know, cousins or nieces and nephews mm. have the internet. And we understand it because we came from a place where it didn't exist before about the mm. levels and narratives that exist. But you've got to think about what that means on a whole nother level for mm. different generations of people that don't mm-hmm. understand that. Mm. But there's Absolutely. also always yeah. been stuff on the internet that was always depraved and weird and stuff like, I don't know about mm-hmm. you guys, but when Are I was you looking teenager, at me, Shory, I mean, what? Uh, well, you've, you've got your boobs out again. So <laughs> I was moving around in there. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a free show here. Um, but like, I, and I don't know about you guys, but I remember going to stuff like rotten.com, which oh, was yeah. this absolutely horrible website, but it was also morbidly fascinating too. Like it had Kurt Cobain autopsy photos and it had stuff yeah. like that on there that it was, it wasn't so much I was like, yeah, I'm into all this gory shit. It was, I'm, I don't want to look at this, but I'm also very curious. Yeah. And I think that plays to a lot of growing up. Curi- you're very yeah. curious about the world. And you- but this was also at a time and space where the internet was growing as well. Like it is yeah. very yeah. different to what it is now. And and what was created within this, I mean, the thought that this picture competition of this kind of thing could lead to mm. a murder, people just would never have mm. thought of it. But, but the reality that this wasn't that long ago, like this is like seven no. years ago. Yeah. But it's also that, you know, when looking at something like Rotten.com, it's tame compared to the stuff you can find on the internet these days. Like there are literal beheading yeah. videos on YouTube. Yeah. You know, like yeah. That's, yeah. that's something I, um, I'd never have thought of back then. I, yeah, I, I will just say I, I don't want us to go too far down that rabbit hole because mm, true. that's actually just just truly horrific not, and yeah. not in the fun fun horror sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but, but absolutely, and I think this is um, – part of how the the internet has transformed um, our relationship with media is that when the, well, not just the internet, but when the World Wide Web was was growing, especially before corporations started to, um, to, to get into the online space and really create the same corporate structures and censorship that exists on other media platforms, um, the internet was the, I mean, and you're right, there are still pockets of the internet where there's a lot of depraved shit happening, but the internet was the wild, wild west. There was like yeah. anything and everything you mm-hmm. could think of, you could find. And even I had never visited anywhere like um, rotten.com, but I was very aware of it. And that's yeah. probably why mm-hmm. I didn't visit it because yeah, I, yeah. I, I am not, it, just no. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just no. Um, just no. And some of the, um, yeah, and I think with, 
so what I was going to say as well is I think with Slenderman and and what happens with that that case, and I do recommend the documentary um, to, to anyone interested in this, is that it really also fed into the moral panic about the internet and the fears that people have about this being the next platform that is going to corrupt our kids, you know, like it used to be like heavy metal and then it was... The satanic you know, panic of the 80s. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and now it's it's the internet. But I think there is something very unique about the internet in that it's the first, um, I think it's one of the first platforms where um, as a society we cannot, we can't keep up with the the rate of um, technological progress, the rate the rate at which um, ideas and information and images and whatnot can be shared and proliferated on online is just so um, is so significant that we 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 cannot contain it. Um, yeah. And the the difficulty for people who people who don't have critical thinking skills, don't have good media literacy skills, the difficulty in be, being able to discern between a credible source, a non-credible source, um, uh, you know, reality and fantasy, like the blurring of those lines, it, it's just, it, it does actually create, you know, I don't want to feed into a moral panic, but it, it does no. create sort of a dangerous space if you have a vulnerable, um, uh, you know, personality type or, or you're, you know, yeah, as a proviso, I will just say this, and I teach this in um, when I'm teaching media law mm. and uh, I'm teaching research to mm. people who are doing studying podcasting. Um, I just have to say it now that we've gone down that hole. You are never more than seven clicks away from the truth. You are never more than seven clicks away from the original point of the information mm. when you're looking for it on the internet. So don't just look for the top search. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for anything, even for something that you think is real and might not be real, you are never more than seven clicks away ever mm. from the truth about anything. That's mm. all I wanted to say. Yeah, no, no, it's <laughs> but, good advice. But, I mean, I think you've captured something as well where that's the reality of horror as well. Not being able to contain it is part mm -hmm. of why we enjoy experiencing mm -hmm. it. It's why we enjoy reading these things is the fact that, you know, whether it's in our Im imagination, like with all horror, you never just think, okay, cool. Like I, after we've watched movies, we're on Zoom right now, and a couple of times mm. I check the shoulder, my shoulder, just I'm like, you know, because of that. We mm. when we watch Host on Shutter, and it's that thing as well where it shouldn't be the point. Like the of this, this medium is it's <laughs> not yet yeah, exactly. Well, I'm like, eh, eh. but the, yeah, the point of this medium yeah. is it shouldn't be my entertained. <laughs> it shouldn't be. It, it it's the not meant to be. Story. Well, I mean, we're all living, I'm living it. Well, and Dean, like, and the internet in a lot of ways is um, when it comes to the, what am I trying to say? When it comes to some of the horrors of reality, the internet is um, a terrible tool that can be yeah. wielded in mm -hmm. some truly horrific ways. Yeah. When it comes to fun horror, as I'll, I'll say fictional horror, you know, genre horror, um, the internet is one of the perfect formats and platforms for horror because by its very nature it's about sharing and spreading um and you think about some of the original creepy pastas the whole, sure that's a closet title oh yeah the whole idea was about you know you receive you would receive an email that said if you don't share this story or tell the story <laughs> yeah. to someone else very much yeah. like the ring but we're this getting like the, the web 2.0 version of like did you copying ever a VCR. share I, no. I'm sh I'm sure I did. I did like I, I don't young. remember. When I was young. Yeah, just I don't remember case. doing it, but I'm sure I did. I'm you sure know? I did. Um, but yeah, that was the idea, and for some reason, it became this part of like 
online urban legends, you, you, you like the, the, there was a part of your brain that was like, this is silly. Nothing's <laughs> going to happen to you if you don't share this. But this other but, tiny little bit of your brain's like, but just, you know what? It's not going to hurt to just share it. Just share it. Just, and then, just and then you hit that point in your life where you're like, come on, bitch, let's go. You want to go? We'll go. Yeah. Like, I'm not sharing this because of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You hit the point where you are saying Candyman three times in the ring. You're just like, fucking bring it. Like this is the, the online. But you're right. You know what? This is actually like the Web 2.0 version of copying a videotape, <laughs> yeah, saying Candyman yeah, yeah. three times. You're tempting fate. You're just like, come on, I'm not going to share on, it. bring it. Come bring at it. me. Um, and it's that's kind of a, you know, a fun, funny aspect of, of online um, urban legends and creepypasta. Like I remember there's some, there are also some that are purely um, image-based. There's one that I remember... The one, like the, the one with the dog? No, no, There's no, no. The, oh, no. Um, but I'm familiar with that one. There's one I remember. Um, it was a story about some guy that goes to hospital for something. I can't remember what it is. It's a short story. And then you... You scroll to the bottom and there's an image. It looks like it's a legit, all of this stuff. And, again, this is the power of the internet that can be used for good or bad is that it is so easy to create content that looks legitimate. Is it the the Russian sleep experiment one? No. Um, But this one is you get to the end (laughs) and there's an image of a hospital bed and a a guy. It looks like a photo, just very legit, um, in bed. And then you, as you, you see the image, you're like, oh, yeah. And then you read the last tiny bit of the story underneath the image and then you realise when you've read it that there's something under the bed and you look at the image again and you're like, fucking Jesus, and that's all you see. And it's fucking, I'm like, no, it's terrifying. (laughs) And uh, honestly, a lot of online image-based or or video-based horror like that it scares the shit out of me and yeah. I can't watch it and I can't look at it because I'm like, it's going to scare me. I do this thing that my friends call, that my friends who know me well, they call flappy hands. When I'm watching something and I'm getting really scared, I'll start doing that at the screen, like flapping my hands to, to try and. To recreate for all of you in a headspace, imagine Mr. Burns on the Simpsons, <laughs> yes! like flapping hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so some of that image-based stuff is is my favourite on the internet mm-hmm. and, and the most scary. Yeah. Um, one doesn't translate well to a podcast, though. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so, so one that I am gonna it doesn't one that I am gonna talk about, and I'm not gonna go into too much detail because I'm. We not. say that we um, always say that. But. Yeah. No, no, but when I say not too much detail, you, you'll get what I mean. So I I read a, a, a more well-known creepypasta last night why i thought in the evening it would be a good idea to read some of this god only knows um but there's a there's a well sorry (laughs) there's a a (laughs) well-known creepypasta that's based on the idea that there is a lost episode of spongebob squarepants where squidward i don't watch spongebob squarepants just so i you know i don't know much about these characters where squidward commits suicide Right, and it's this urban legend that there is this this um this episode, this footage that that just appeared. No one knows where it came from; just appeared out of nowhere, and it exists somewhere in the world. And the story, the creepy pastor, is told from the perspective of a guy who supposedly was working as an intern um, at, at at wherever that the show is made. Nickelodeon. Um, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Um, working at Nickelodeon uh, when the show was made, and they were having a, a run through of the latest episode. 
Uh, and it, it was that episode and they were all watching it and they were like, what the fuck is this? Um, and so I read that last night thinking, oh, it might be a little bit like Sad Face because it's about suicide, but it, but surely it won't be too horrific. So I thought that's going to be a safe one to read. No, it Ba-ba-boom. wasn't. Um, what I will say, and this is on a more serious note, I will say um, anyone who's not read Creepypastas um, or they're just thinking of reading more, when you go onto the Creepypasta website, you'll see at the top of um, the stories there's a lot of hashtags which indicate the kinds of, like, themes and content in the story. Just hmm. be really careful to read those to so, so you know uh, what you're getting into. Yeah, if you're not, good if content you're not, warnings. Yeah, exactly. If you're not sure, just Google content warning and then the title of the story yeah. because legitimately there's some, and this is one of those ones, very, very dark. I did not realise what I was getting into. Um, I'm not going to describe certain things in detail, but um, what I will say is so so they go into the, the screening room and, and they're watching it and they realise from the start that it seems like a really weird episode. They notice that the animation is off and that the character's eyes look real, look look almost like human eyes rather than cartoon eyes, and they're like, this is bizarre. Um, and it centres around um, Squidward doing some kind of a, a um, performance, an instrumental musical something, Um and everyone watching him is booing him and laughing and not in like the funny cartoon way, just in like a really mean spirited way. And they're kind of like, this is, this is who wrote this? This is weird. Um, and Squidward's kind of really sad and he, and he goes home and he sits on his bed and he's just really depressed. And it's really hard to convey this, but it's written really brilliantly in that there's just very long passages describing the, how, how eerie and disturbing the sounds of Squidward crying is and that it just builds and builds and builds to the point that he's he's almost scream crying and he's clearly so just distressed and sad and you're reading it you're like oh my god like I'm I'm really here like watching this and this is hard um and they they watch it and they realize because weird the screen starts flashing in in weird ways and they realize they pause the screen and they realize that the the episode is being, uh, um, there are still images that are cut into um, points in the episode every now and again um, when Squidward is just sitting there crying. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to describe them. It's, it's very, very dark. Um, mm-hmm. And I got to the end of the story and I was like, oh, I, I was like, that's okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is really dark. Um, and, and Squidward sh- shoots himself in the head. Um, and and that's and that's the end of it, um, and that's um, yeah. I really don't wasn't know what to say what, about that. Wasn't what you were expecting, was it? No. It, do you know what it wasn't? Yeah, no, it wasn't what I was expecting. I know that there's shit like that out there, but I didn't realize this was one. Of those. Mm. Um, there are some things, uh, and it made me really. It actually made me think about horror. There is, and it made me realize that I like horror that is scary I don't so much like horror that is disturbing mm-hmm. in that sense this is yeah. what I, I would not describe this story as scary I would describe it as just dark and yeah. very disturbing and frankly I don't recommend it to anyone mm. um mm-hmm. what I did look up and I was actually thinking that I could I could read one out it's very short I think it would take one minute to read and it's good <gasps> and it's just, oh, okay it's not the one and I want to read for a minute What's the one you want to read? 
Oh, I have one that I want to read too. I have two Ooh. I wanted to read, but I've got one that Why I want to read. Why don't you both say the title of yours at the same time and we'll see if it's the same Wait, one. Wait, I can't remember the title. Let me look it up. Hang oh. on a sec. Um, I, have mine, I have mine ready to go. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, come on, Google. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My fingers are really cold, so it's like it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to type. Um, it is fucking freezing in Melbourne at the moment. It's really so cold. Just, yeah. um, okay, so shall we, on the count of three, say the name of the episode? Dean, you'll have to count us in. One. Hang on. My when, title kind of ruins this ruins the uh the punchline of the story. So I don't want to oh. yeah. Okay, how you know what? Don't worry how about do it. We then. make sure you're not watching the same thing. You're not well, doing you know the same what? thing. I'm just gonna read out my and story. Read yours out. Yeah, read you do it. Out. You do first. You go. Okay. And okay, I'm gonna read mine out. Shori, I apologize in advance if this is your <laughs> story and okay. I've kind of ruined it. But it is super short. So I can't see your reactions because I'm obviously reading on a different screen. So here we go. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to read the first line and then Shori, tell me if this is your story. Okay. In the summer of 2013, I found Not myself driving. Okay. In the summer of 2013, I, find my, I found myself driving home alone on Highway 902 from a party. It was almost midnight and needless to say, it was pitch black. As was usual at night, I was on edge. I had the radio off and I could hear nothing but the muffled roar of tyres on pavement and the dull hum of the engine. I stole a glance into the middle rearview mirror and saw nothing but dark darkness through the black window. I know that I looked backwards and saw nothing. I'm sure of it. Just the seemingly endless blackness of the night. I remember it so clearly because not 10 seconds later, a car passed me to the left, headlights on. I had one of those sudden adrenaline rushes like when you think you see a person outside your bedroom window when it's just a tree or when you start awake at night with the feeling of falling. Ten seconds earlier, nothing had been behind me. Suddenly a car. I drove the rest of the way home shivering and knowing that something was off. The next morning I found two sets of scratches near the back of my van. One was on the left rear, one was on the right. The car was pretty old. They could have been there for months, but that was the first time that I distinctly remembered seeing them. In hindsight, there are two possibilities for what happens that night. Possibility one, by some glitch in reality or something paranormal, this other car had somehow appeared behind me within 10 seconds of me checking my mirror, like some weird ghost crap or something. However, the second option is what makes my blood run cold whenever I consider it. It didn't even occur to me until months after the fact, but it makes me dread driving alone at night even more. Possibility two, the car was normal. It had approached me from the rear and passed me to my left. However, something large and wide and as black as the night had been clinging to the rear of my car, obscuring my view through the window and leaving deep scratches on the sides. And I had inadvertently driven it home with me. Yes. Oh, man. That's awesome. Oh. Isn't it great? Yeah, that's, that's great. Wow. Isn't okay. that a good one? Yeah. yeah. Nice I'm and never going to drive sharp. to Bendigo at night ever again. <laughs> like, oh my God. I'll tell you, though, that drive, when I do go to Bendigo, like there's a whole stretch from Bendigo to the freeway that's just mm. dark. Yeah. And mm. I'm constantly like flicking my high beams. And now you've got me terrified to look behind. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> oh, my I'm God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And do you know oh. what I discovered, actually? Because I was looking up um, short. I deliberately looked up yeah. short creepypastas to read. Me too. Um, I didn't realise that there's a whole... Um, I guess, you know, you can think of it as a subreddit or a subgenre um, of creepypastas called No Sleep. And I was yeah. just like, avoiding those like the plague. Oh, no. so there, there <laughs> I, I might podcast. read that in the morning, but not in the evening. 
there is a podcast called the No Sleep Podcast, which has been going for about uh, 10 years, mm. and they do those stories. And it's all recorded, so they all do proper um, mm. recordings of them all, and they are brilliant. Some of them are yeah. one of some of the best stories. They're not. Oh. Some of them are scary. Some of them are just mm. amazingly written. I have no doubt that they're they're pro- look. And I love a proper scary story, but I, I know my limits. I was like, I'm not <laughs> going to read a hashtag no sleep story on my own in the evening. Um, so, Shuri, hit us right. with yours. I'm going to read mine. I'm not going to tell you the title. I'm going to okay. read mine exactly how it is written, though. Okay. So okay. you need to be ready for this. All okay. Right. So this is not. Here we go. We, do we need? Do we need any like? Content warnings? No, 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 not at no, all. Good, good, no, good, good, no, good, no, cool. no, no, no. Okay. Okay, I'm reading this exactly how it is written in the Reddit. So. Okay. So you're with your honey and you're making out when the phone rings. You answer it and the voice says, what are you doing with my daughter? You tell your girl and she say, my dad is dead. Then who was phone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And I love that this is one of those... One of those I internet wish you stories. Would have seen the expression on Shory's face. He was so pleased with himself. I love he was it. So it's proud so of good. himself. It's so good. But I love that this is. Is this one of those like internet things where um, the uh, grammatically incorrect language in itself becomes an internet meme? Like, yeah, yeah, and who 100%. was phone has become just yeah. like a stand-in for like any anything about like. But then what happened? Who was yeah. it? Or, you know, who That's why I didn't want to phone? give the title because the title is Who Was Phone. Yeah. It's kind and of so like, it's... I don't know if you're familiar with all of all of your base are belong to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, that, but, it's that kind of thing. Like the, the, the way it's written, like your, your is you are. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Rings is spelled incorrectly and mm-hmm. doing wits by daughter. And it's, yeah. you know, you tell your girl and she say, my dad is D-E-D. Yeah, because they and were cool. Yeah. It's cool online lingo, man. And then the, the last sentence, then who was phone, is written all in capitals. Then who was then phone? Then who was phone? Yeah. So yes, I thought Dear I Lord. thought you guys get a kick out of that one because that's a very that's a that's a classic one that has been around for a long time. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've yeah. just pulled one up that I'm going to read. Yay! It's called Roommate Troubles. Oh, this actually Ooh, happened okay. to me a few years ago. This actually happened to me a few years ago back at the University of the Arts in Philadelphia. My sophomore year, oh. I roomed with a girl named Cara. <laughs> Hang on, sorry. Was that first sentence you? Was that just you? Guys, I'm acting. I'm oh, acting. Yeah. This okay. is what I'm doing. Okay. No, I legitimately thought you were saying this. I was actually like, yeah, we've a story that talks about it. Literally <laughs> what I do for a living. Like, this is what we're I do. I was like, whoa, whoa, hold the phone. Yeah. Is this a real story? When, do, when were you so, in Philadelphia? <laughs> this actually happened actor? to me a few years back. I know, right? <laughs> You're gay. It happened to me a few years back at the University of Arts in Philadelphia. See, my sophomore year, I roomed with a girl named Cara, and she was a jazz vocalist, but her main interest was opera. We had this small room on the sixth floor of the dormitory called Juniper Hall. The walls were thin, and her last night singing and voice practices would keep me up all the time late at night. And after a month or so of losing sleep, I convinced her to move her last night's practice to the music studios in the theatre building a block away. At around eight o'clock in the evening, Cara announced she would be practicing late for an upcoming recital, probably wouldn't be home until around midnight. And I thought, great, because you know what? This means I can go to bed early because I was beat and I'd had a horrible day in acting studio and was really just ready to pass out as soon as I had dinner. She said goodnight and left coffee and sheet music in hand, right? I made some grilled cheese and soup and gobbled it down. Well, you know this is not me because I would never have the two of those things together. And immediately really? began to set, I would never have soup and a grilled cheese. I would have grilled cheese and I would have soup. I would never have them in a joint I was just capacity. About to, I was about to say, oh, this really is you, Dave. 
<laughs> so I got myself into bed. I would have chocolate with either of those things, but yeah. So I got myself into bed and but get, got my bed ready, jumped into the shower. You know what? I was so tired as I was brushing my teeth and my eyelids were feeling really heavy. So I pulled on my pajamas and crawled into the bu- top bunk of the bunk bed. And we know and it's not Dean because they were in I was out as, yeah, I'm naked. I was out as soon as my head hit the pillow. I should take a second to describe the layout of our apartment. When entering the apartment, the bedroom was through a door immediately to the left. Our bathroom was inside the bedroom, just past the bunk beds. Anyway, I woke up to the sound of the apartment door closing. I opened my eyes and groggily checked my phone. Midnight, on the dot, I rolled back over and closed my eyes. I heard Kara enter the room and stop in front of the bunk bed, checking to see if I was actually asleep, I thought. She flopped out on the bed below me, which was strange, as she was a stickler for brushing her teeth and washing up before bed. Then again, exams were just around the corner, and we were all exhausted. The mattress below me was creeping, and then was silent. Look, I couldn't even hear her breathing. I started to drift off again, and I was just on the edge of a deep sleep when I I startled awake again by a noise. A key in the lock, the door opening. Kara enters our apartment, humming an opera tune, and then the mattress below me creaks. And I hadn't read it yet, so I was just rolling with it. I nice. know how to tell a story. I know how to tell a story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do have I do one. have another one. I do have one more if you Come if on. you guys want happy. <laughs> All right. This isn't this isn't a silly one though, okay? This isn't a then who was phone. But I may come back. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right. This one uh, doesn't have a title, but that's okay. So when you're admitted to a hospital, they place a wristband. They place on your wrist a white wristband with your name on it. But there are other different coloured wristbands which symbolise other things. The red wristbands are placed on dead people. There was one surgeon who worked on night shift in a school hospital. He had just finished an operation and was on his way to the basement. He entered the elevator and there was just one other person there. He casually chatted with the woman while the elevator descended. When the elevator door opened, another woman was about to enter when the doctor slammed the closed door, closed button and punched the button to the highest floor. Surprised, the woman reprimanded the doctor for being rude and asked why he did not let the other woman in. The doctor said, that was the woman I just operated on. She died while I was doing the operation. Didn't you see the red wristband she was wearing? The woman smiled, raised her arm and said, like this one? Love it. They're so They're great. good. They're really They're good, so aren't they? great. They're so yeah. great. Um, yeah. It reminds me, okay, so I don't know if you guys like when you were younger, whether you whether this was just my group of friends or my peer group, that there were sort of just stories, this is pre-internet, just spooky urban legends that we shared between us. And I don't know where they originated, where they came from, but they were just shared around. Um, I remember there was one. There was one that we used to tell about um, a woman who was home on her own and, and she was hearing noises that were kind of creeping her out and she had a dog um, that would sleep under her bed and she she would wake up creeped out by these noises and then as kind of, I guess, just a just a habitual thing, a way to comfort herself. And you guys, you're gonna see, you're gonna see this. You know what's gonna happen. I know, the, I know um, the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. She would, she would put her hand under the bed um, to sort of pat the dog or let the dog lick her hand, and was like, "Okay, going back to sleep." This happened several times over and over again, and then at one point, eventually, she kind of hears another noise and she freaks out. She actually gets up out of bed um, and goes to the back door to investigate or something, and her dog is outside. And she realizes that she hadn't actually, she'd forgotten to bring them in. 
And then, and that's the end of the story because I've, I've all heard this a time different putting her, her hand under the, I think there are multiple different endings, mm, yeah. but all of them are based around the same, the same yeah. horror that what she thought was her dog was what the fuck was it. And I love that these old urban legends always, they just ended there yeah, and that yeah. was it. And the horror the, is what you imagine. Like, Can I tell the, you, um, though, the biggest urban legend that will always drive me crazy that we hear in so many films is the you're in the car, the car's broken down, and the the banging on top of a head mm. of a person. Like, that will never not freak me out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, the, the ending of the story I've heard is it's a bit more gory, but it's that yeah. she finds the, the dog dead in the bathroom and written yeah. on the mirror in the blood is humans can humans lick Humans can lick too. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that ending as well. Yeah. Oh my I, it, god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, but, you know, that's worse. It <laughs> is. Yeah, it is worse. I yeah, like I said, I, I heard multiple endings to that story, but yeah, you're right. Mm. The humans can lick too, because just in case you know you didn't get it, that, that that's that, yeah. that's that's what it was. It really drums it home for you. Yeah. Um, yeah but I know yeah. we said we wouldn't talk movies in this one, but there is the series of urban legends. I was just which gonna digs bring into up all urban of legends. these. Yeah, yeah, and they are good fun films. They They're, are good. Yeah. And it plays into like there's but there's so many of these stories that are out there. And I was trying to find some really good Australian ones, but I couldn't find a lot. Mm. Like they sort of just all play off the American ones or the overseas mm. ones anyway. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the, the vanishing hitchhiker and yeah. you know, where you pick up somebody and they talk to you for a while and you drop them off at a house and then you that person died 20 years ago yes, or something yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know all and that like sort the, of stuff the escaped uh asylum patient with the hook for a hand yeah like yeah, is yeah. caught on the back of the car and you know all that that kind of thing yeah just i don't know like why do we why do we love these stories like, you know what i mean like it is quite well, I fascinating think- I think a lot of the history of them is is that um, a lot of them started as cautionary tales, like don't mm. pick up hitchhikers, don't yeah, go out sure. and make out in the forest with your boyfriend or girlfriend yeah, or whoever, right, right. don't do that sort of stuff. Like it was told around the campfire, you know. You look yeah. at some of the, the movies we watch, like Friday the 13th is, you know, that sort of stuff is based on the ooh, don't do drugs, don't don't have sex because you'll die, you know, right, yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff. And it's, it's all, a lot of it comes from a very Puritan uh history mm. of you know back that's when you went, that sort of stuff was looked you know frowned upon premarital sex yeah and that's true drinking and drugs and stuff <laughs> don't let your dog lick your hands that's impure you know like <laughs> don't have a dog problem solved hey. no but it's yeah. it's i think it's that's the, the whole point of it is and it's you know but it's also that like we've established watching all these horror movies people like to be scared or some, most yeah. people like to be not scared as in like as you were saying before and disturbing but it's that the jump scare or the where is this story going or you know, and I think for a lot of these stories, it's there's, and I don't quite know how to describe it. It's not quite a jump scare, but something that I f- I find a common trend in these um, these short spooky stories is the um, uh, the realization that something that you thought was normal or typical or habitual or even a comfort is not what it seems, yeah. and yeah. it's like it, and it's it, everything is about the moment. The chilling moment that you realize, and that's it. It's not about what then happens afterwards, because you can you can ima- that's that's why horror movies exist, right? You can yeah. you can imagine that then there is a you know a crazed slasher under your bed, and then we're going to get the third act of the movie, and they're going to chase you around. Whereas these these stories are about, and it's it is always right, like something that you think is normal. That always mm. seems to be the setup. Like, oh, it's just my dog licking my hand, or yeah. it's just that tree outside my window that scratches against the window, or it's just 
this. My roommate coming home late. And or it's stuff just like my that. roommate yeah. coming yeah. home or it's just, and I think. Or it's a phone call from your dead dad, yeah. Yeah, and I think there's something about that actually that is really horrific because it's um, it's unexpected because mm. it op- it begins with the opposite of horror, which is things that are comforting, things that yep. are normal, things yep. that yeah. are so pedestrian that yeah. you're just like, oh yeah, that's nothing. And and I mean, it's kind of a similar reason why I think. Um, creepy kids work so well as a horror motif because it's something that we associate with the opposite of horror. We think of mm-hmm. it as innocence and, you know. Except for the creepy ones. They're creepy. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> like that's, you know, <laughs> because they're meant to just be innocent and inoffensive and, you mm-hmm. know, but, you know, kids, oh, there's some creepiness, you know. You know, I just had a really interesting thought. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm thinking of the reality of the fact that, Shori, how could you have ever thought that that would have been Emma's creepypasta story? Like, Emma would never have done that story, but you did. I know. She would not have done that one. Like, I'm just like, just logically, come on. (laughs) I don't know, Emma, while we're going through this podcast, there are times when Emma is surprising me with some of the choices. Especially like Tales from the Hood, like I said, that started out as one of my movies. (laughs) But like, now that you've watched it, can that's you an see movie. why yeah, I yeah. Oh, completely, yeah. completely. Yeah, but yeah, that yeah. start, the 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 mortician, that was, I was like, we're, we're delving very much into my territory. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. It's the, the perfect Shory and Emma crossover film. Yeah. It's 100%. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Well, you know what? Um, we want to hear some of your, what stories you love yeah. or things yeah. you love as a part of our creepy past. Send us links. I love so, reading these. Yes. Send us yeah, many hit links. Hit us up on yes. our socials. This is our halfway point and, and thank God Oof. we had a bit of a breather, but also we are powering through. Like, I, you know, I mean, I'll look so back well, one day and go, what Hell a great yeah. idea to do a daily month-long podcast. Like, sure. And let's do multiple films at a time. But <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll always look back fondly because it's horror and and, yes. and it just makes it all the more fun. And we're exactly having, right. yeah, we're, we're having, we're having so a fun. ball. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, not we're in our fifth lockdown when we're recording right now and in no way when we started talking, this, this came out of the frustration of not being able to socialise in lockdown and feeling disconnected mm. from our friends and, and wanting to do something that was we were felt was fun and passionate about. But it's certainly been something that's got me through the next three, so I'm very mm-hmm. grateful yeah. for it. Absolutely. I completely, I completely agree. And I, you know, I've said it before, but, you know, reflections at the midpoint, I I would say that, you know, I am, I am being exposed to new kinds of horror that I've never watched before. And I'm loving that. I'm, 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 I'm watching things, you know, that, that are completely new to me. It's broadening my experience of the horror genre. I'm learning more about horror. I know that's really nerdy, but, you know, deal no, with but it. We are, I'm a nerd. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a massive nerd, a media studies nerd, and I'm loving learning about um, horror, why we love it, why it scares us, um, the nuances of horror. You know, we've touched on that a little bit in this episode, like the difference between things that are disturbing and things that are scary and things that are fun and things that um, make you jump. Like there's all sorts of different yeah. I guess experiences associated mm-hmm. with horror and related to that different um, motivations for watching it um, or reading it or, or whatever it might be. Um, so I'm I'm loving it and I feel like the second half, I'm really excited for the second half of this month um, because we're, we're sort of, you know, I feel like the second half we're counting down some of the, yeah. the big ones, the big subgenres mm-hmm. that, 
that people love. Um, and you know, by the end of this, I think we might we might have turned into ghouls ourselves because Look, I'm already just- there. The one thing <laughs> we we keep like the hardest part of this is narrowing the field. There's so many yeah. more spaces and places. We know we're at the halfway point, and we know there are films or stories and things that we keep missing. Um, and just to let you all know, like, not that we're going to be doing this on a daily but a weekly basis once we're done, but but we're loving doing this so much that it's certainly, we're already keep talking about bigger lives and different yeah. ways we can do we're it. We're open to yeah. doing more of this. And, you know, for every episode, we we absolutely invite you to to share, you know, what are some of your faves that we've missed in those mm-hmm. subgenres? Um, yeah. Because, you know, we're just interested to hear because it is so difficult every single episode to narrow it down. They oh, have, we honestly, struggle. There have been yeah. episodes where we have the back and forth we've all had via text to try and narrow down. In some cases, you know, we might have up to 10 movies and yeah. we're like, we've got to get them down to six for two episodes. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's a struggle. Yeah. We yeah. about that with foreign horror where it was, there were so oh many God, that that so we could have picked and it was just, that was the hardest one so far. Yeah. Paranormal yeah, horror totally. was really hard. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. not paranormal, possession horror. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. really hard as well. There yeah, was a lot yeah. in that. But, you know, and I think we've still, we've got some really hard subgenres to come. Mm-hmm. But, um, but this has been a great halfway point episode. I've really Such enjoyed smart shifting idea. gears yep, slightly. Totally. And um, I'm going to say, Dean, just... that if, if we're going to turn into ghouls, um, can I turn into the killer from Slumber Party Massacre 2, please? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, be- I can't, like, the, the Slumber Party. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't even. I mean, it, oh. Every time I sign into my my Plex, one one of the Plex servers, that's like one of the most recent downloaded movies, and the 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 image just pops up, and I'm like, ay ay ay. No, that only pops up when you've watched it more than once, Emma. You stop lying to the people. Yeah, stop lying to the people. It's just so (laughs) crazy, but hey. Yeah, but hey. Well, everyone, we'll see you tomorrow as we dive back into films. Yeah, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to Pot of the Damned. And by now, you'll realise that we've really struggled for every episode to come up with these movies. And that's because for every subgenre, there are so many good movies to pick from that we always end up missing out on something. So we've decided for our final episode on the 31st of October, we're going to do something a little bit special. We are going to let you, our listeners, vote from a list of movies and the one that gets the most votes we will watch and talk about in the final episode. Together, we have come up with nine amazing horror movies that we weren't able to cover in the podcast, and we are going to post them up so that you can vote on them. So these movies are available today for you to look at the list and vote. Go to our social media for details on how to get involved. That's at Pod of the Damned at Twitter and at Podcast of the Damned on Instagram. Listeners will have from today until midnight on the 28th of October to vote. And don't also, forget to to don't website, forget, we have a full list of all the movies that we'll be covering we for the second half of the podcast up on our website episode. now at www.podofthedamned.com. So if you want to and you have time to watch the movies and play along with us, please do so. Here's a little teaser of what's coming up for the rest of the month on Pod of the Damned. We say one, two, three, and all say which one it is. Wait, I know which are... one Shory likes the least because I saw his rating on <laughs> Letterbox or whatever it is. And I was like, oh, how dare yeah. you? Yeah.
Yep. So I know which one he likes the least. For people listening to this, if you can think of an example of a psychological comedy, Tell please, us. yeah, mm. at us on the socials because that's got my brain. Werewolves are the one kind of uh, monster genre that I've never really been into. Two better actors in that role. This movie would have been just phenomenal. And I, they just sort of lost me. I was just a bit... Come on, let's get on One with it. One of the it. things that drives me crazy about this film is it built up, the two things that built unrealistic expectations for me are uh, mm. any boardwalk carnival of any kind, like <laughs> they're never that much fun, <laughs> and also take away Asian food. Every sort of 20 minutes or so they reiterated that he ate rats and I was like, mm. we get it, man. Come on, we've been watching. I can't come back to a Zoom call with people away from their cameras now without thinking of that movie. Ho- was it Host? Oh, Host. Yeah. It was Host. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's all, that's all I can so think of. It's not about bowling because I was looking when I was looking for Split on the streaming services, a movie came up. I'm like, that's a bowling movie. Really? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. It looked like one of those, like, like kingpin, like sort of, you know, but a romantic comedy set in a bowling alley. I was like, okay. I, I should have watched that and just sort of like chimed in every now and then with a yes. little bit of, and so, then they did, and then they got the seven ten split. And oh my like, God. I mean, I just thought you were doing your usual dad pun. No, joke no, no. Thing. Legitimately, like, legitimately, this was a movie that I found on, on so uh, TV. So for those listening, we are talking about the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yes. Not yes. the Sorry, bowling classic that everyone. <laughs> Quick yeah. one on our first movie because... Uh, first things first, I owe everyone in the podcast and everyone <laughs> as a part of this podcast a massive apology. This first one was my pick, one that I loved in my childhood years. And yep. re-watching it, and I, I, don't, I don't even remember when the last time was that I re-watched it, but mm. I'm re-watching it for this. Um, I, the number of times, it took me an entire week to watch it. Oh, wow. An entire week because I, I kept <laughs> stopping it. And I mean, the first time I stopped it was in th- the first three minutes. And this is going to be very controversial. Natalie Portman gave me the absolute shits. Kind <gasps> of shortcut um, for your head. I just need to check. I just need to check. Am I thinking about the right film? Because you're saying shinning, not shining. Oh no, 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 no. That's oh the no, Simpsons. no, no. We're just, just reference it's the to the Simpsons, Simpsons Halloween of horror. It's the okay, cool. I just want to want to make sure I'm not like. <laughs> no, no, no. We are talking about the shining with Jack Nicholson. The shinning is the um the movie I'm writing about a guy who goes and just kicks people in the shins. Ow. Um, uh, I, can I be very clear? That is one I would not want to watch. Like, no, absolutely not. Neither. I'd be curled up in a ball. Can I, can I ask, Steve, have you seen... <laughs>